Welcome to the Temple Forum, a podcast from First United Methodist Church in the heart of Chicago. Here we welcome a diversity of voices and conversation about how we live in the world as people of faith. Hello, and welcome to the Temple Forum. This is Jan Ingmeyer. On this installment of the Temple Forum, we feature a conversation with Heidi Kugler, who is the Chief of Chaplaincy Services for the Federal Bureau of Prisons and a United Methodist Minister. She's also on the advisory board for the Chaplaincy Innovation Lab Think Tank based at Brandeis University. Welcome to the Temple Forum. We are so happy to have you. Thank you so much for including me. Well, tell us about your job of uh, chief of chaplains for the Federal Bureau of Prisons. That sounds like a big job. Uh, what all does that involve? Yes, so the chief of chaplains, also known as the National Chaplaincy Administrator for the Federal Bureau of Prisons, as that, I provide executive oversight to our 282 agency chaplains across faith lines and field chaplaincy department in 122 federal prisons. Wow. I also, yeah, yeah. I also supervise senior staff in the chaplaincy services branch headquarters in Washington, DC. And together we are responsible for branch policy development, training, hiring, recruiting, endorsement, faith-based reentry and direct assistance to our field chaplaincy departments uh, nationwide. Uh, basically, our office works closely with the Office of General Counsel on religious litigation, our intelligence experts to counter inmate radicalization, and human resources to increase our religious and gender chaplaincy representation to best meet inmate diversity religious needs. Um, we also partner with outside religious organizations, faith-based reentry groups, and chaplaincy endorsers to provide quality agency, religious accommodations, pastoral care, and faith-based reentry. While I do admit that my job is large in scope, uh, I do not do it alone. I build upon the gifted leadership of our agency predecessors, work alongside a dedicated team of headquarters staff and field staff, uh, partner with community religious stakeholders and have the support of our divisional as well as agency supervisors and superiors. Um, I am really passionate and committed to my ministerial and chaplaincy calling to serve as a faithful governmental law enforcement public servant. That is a, a huge job and a lot of, lot of moving parts there. I, I would think that maybe one of the most challenging aspects of the job um, must be to guide the religious accommodations across faith lines. And, you know, you're talking about, you know, how uh, inclusive uh, you are also trying to be um, for all the people that you serve. How do you handle that? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Thank you. Uh, the Federal Bureau of Prisons accommodates 28 congregant inmate faith groups and countless individual inmate religious practitioners. So federal prison chaplains are responsible for leading worship and sacred scripture studies for inmates from their own religious traditions, while also ensuring religious accommodations for inmates across faith lines. 
all phase lines. Uh, Bureau chaplains are also, also provide pastoral care and crisis intervention services. And as part of the reentry services division, we support the reentry initiatives identified in the First Step Act and the Second Chance Act. Um, the agency does not require chaplains to be a religious expert in all religions. We ask that our chaplains lead out of their own faith tradition and accommodate the religious needs across faith lines. So our office provides mandatory faith-specific training to build wider religious awareness and cultural competencies for our chaplains. And we seek to equip the chaplains with a good working knowledge and sensitivity to other faiths so that they can ensure that the inmates have what they need to practice their religion while in our custody and care. One term you used was faith reentry, I believe. What is that? So the agency has um, several approved programs through the First Step Act that are um, faith-based reentry programs, a residential faith-based reentry program called the Life Connections Program and a non-residential faith-based reentry program called Threshold. And okay. then two other, two other uh, what we've called productive activities that um, embracing interfaith cooperation and houses of healing and all of those programmings are seek to equip inmates with skill sets and spiritual tools so that ideally they don't have to come back to prison so that they have a connected piece inside the fence and then upon release from prison because a good number of our inmates release back into the wider community. Sounds like a wonderful goal. Tell us about your background. Uh, you're an ordained United Methodist minister. You have served in local churches. Um, how and why did you decide to become a chaplain within the correctional system? Yeah, I had not planned on uh, being a prison chaplain or becoming the national chaplaincy administrator for the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Um, when I went off to seminary, I saw myself pursuing chaplaincy in the children's homes as I had done a lot of work with at-risk kids. However, an internship at the state women's prison when I was in seminary opened up my heart and life to the needs of incarcerated persons, their families, victims of crime, and the community impact of criminal justice and reentry. Since then, prison ministry and chaplaincy has become my life's purpose, and I've been doing it in county, state, and federal settings since 1996. Um, when, after I was ordained and was serving in the parish, I volunteered at the state women, um, women's prison where I had interned years before uh, doing pastoral counseling with the women in the maximum security units. And then I started leading worship at the county jail, and that led to my first correctional chaplaincy position. Um, with the support of my bishop and district superintendent, the United Methodist Endorsing Agency, I've been a chaplain with the Federal Bureau of Prisons for the last 19 years. So I began my bureau career as a staff chaplain in the largest standalone low security male federal prison at FCI uh, Fort Dix in New Jersey. And from there, I served as the supervisory chaplain at the Federal Detention Center in Honolulu that houses male and female offenders in separate housing units by security level. Um, often they are waiting federal sentencing, have shorter federal prison sentence and are state prison holdover inmates. <clears throat> and while I was at FTC Honolulu, I piloted the non-residential faith-based um, reentry program called Threshold in one of our agency 
pretrial facilities. And then in 2010, I was promoted to the assistant chaplaincy position in our headquarters office in DC. And in 2015, I assumed my current position, the highest ranking chaplaincy position in the agency. It's impressive. It's very impressive. So I've read that you have called your work transformational ministry. Uh, why do you say that? What do you mean by that? Well, the spiritual receptivity in correctional institutions is very high, in my estimation. Often by the time persons come into custody, they really have already hit rock bottom. Uh, individuals are often seeking a power and a purpose greater than themselves maybe for the first time in their lives, uh, and or they were turning to the faith foundation that they may have grown up with as a child. And as such, prison chaplaincy is incredibly rewarding and powerful work. Uh, it's transformative because you have the opportunity to help individuals and groups claim responsibility for their actions and grow into who they are called to be. Additionally, my team and I are blessed to model and promote hope and healing and peace to the agency staff and community members as well. What do you wish that people understood about inmates in the federal prison or any jail? What do we get wrong about our assumptions about the people behind bars? Yeah, that's a good question. And one I spend a lot of time thinking and praying about and welcome the opportunity to share, so thank you. I really hope and pray that more people realize that we're all affected by crime and incarceration. When you really consider the more than 2 million people who are incarcerated in the U.S. alone, uh, the loved ones of those incarcerated, those that work in law enforcement, victims of crime, and the many ex-offenders, or we like to call them returning citizens, or who are returning to neighborhoods upon release, then we all have a, a call to respond. Uh, we should all remember that with a different set of circumstances, choices, or environment, any one of us could be locked up. Uh, men, women, and juveniles behind bars are somebody's mother, father, brother, sister, friend, or neighbor. They are more than a number. They're human beings who deserve respect, compassion, and are able to meet their God-given potential just like any one of us. Thank you. That's lovely. You're, you're also involved in a think tank called the Chaplaincy Innovation Lab at Brandeis University. Tell us about that. What's the mission of that organization? Yeah, I'm very blessed to serve in an advisory board capacity in the Chaplaincy Innovation Lab. It's a professional chaplaincy think tank, as you mentioned. The lab was launched in 2018 to bring together chaplains, theological educators, clinical educators and social scientists um, to advance chaplaincy and spiritual care. It's an incredible network of professionals committed to strengthening professional chaplaincy standards, training, recruiting, hiring, and overall sustainability of spiritual care in the US and around the globe, actually. Our branch has benefited tremendously from, the, from our collaboration with the lab, the research and interface um, connection, for instance, has enabled further policy development, national training, recruiting, and wellness self-care practices for our agency chaplains. We are forever grateful for the impact that LAB has had on a professional chaplaincy and are really blessed to be a part of its efforts. You mentioned a very important term that chaplains need self-care, too. Yes. Yes, very much so. <laughs> 
So what can we do better as a society as a whole to help the people who are in prisons or those who are just getting out? Are, are there ways that we can get involved or, or be more helpful um, or more compassionate? Yeah, I really encourage others to become educated about the criminal justice system. If you're looking way, for ways or your listeners are looking for ways to engage the needs of inmates, Consider sharing your gifts, your strengths, and your expertise through volunteering. Um, on our public website, www.bop, like Bureau of Prisons.gov, you can see areas of specific institutional volunteer needs nationwide, from faith specific needs in institutional chapels to leading an AA group, a, a GED prep class, or an approved first step reentry program, just to name a few. There are also many faith-based organizations to partner with that serve the needs of victims of crime, children of incarcerated parents, our pen pals to the incarcerated and provide community support to those that work in law enforcement, for instance. Um, there are also concrete ways for you and your community organizations to partner in ministry with, with our office as well. Uh, we are always looking for individuals and groups to serve as volunteers and mentors in our faith-based reentry programs in the Bureau. Additionally, faith-based organizations can become part of one of our newest um, reentry efforts called the Community Reentry Network. And the, we like to call that the CRN. So the Community Reentry Network or the CRN is a nationwide listing of faith-based community and mentoring resources for federal offenders. Uh, the CRN seeks to ensure that post-release community faith-based resources, spiritual support, and mentoring benefits are fully accessible for inmates. We're targeting posting the initial CRN listing later this year for the inmate population of our agency and the staff. And the branch has worked with an outside vendor to review 4,700 community faith-based uh, resources from around the country in the last few months and is projecting 800 vetted faith-based organizations being included in, in the CRN or the Community Reentry Network by the end of this month. Um, you can learn more about the Community Reentry Network and how you or the wider religious organizations or entities that you represent can become involved in it. Uh, you can just email our office and I'll, I'll speak this very slowly so maybe people could write it and then leave it with, with Jan as well so she could maybe post it in, in a connected piece with this podcast. But our, our email office, the main office for uh, email address for our office is BOP, like Bureau of Prisons, BOP-RSD for Reentry Services Division, dash chaplaincy services, dash S at BOP.gov. And I'll repeat that one more time because it's long. B B O P dash R S D dash chaplaincy services dash S the at sign B O P dot gov and that's uh, our main mailbox for our our office and we would really love if people are interested in learning more about the community reentry network um, ways that they could volunteer and I often always say that anyone and everyone should keep um, all those affected by crime and incarceration and their continued thoughts and prayers. I so appreciate the opportunity to share this uh, with you, 
Jan and Pastor Sophia and all of your listeners, because what a gift it is to just hopefully inspire and educate and call others um, to this important ministry. Is there anything? Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. We appreciate your time and information, and we will post that email address. <laughs> that is a long one. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? I think I just, again, want to say thank you for the opportunity to, to share, and I still look forward to um, opportunity, my staff and I do for opportunities to just put out the good work that the Bureau chaplains are doing and that our agency is doing to meet the needs of those in our custody and care. And the continued goal, prayer, and hope, and commitment from our office is that the, the work and the ministry we're involved in helps inspire and equip the inmates while they're in custody, but then upon release, so they don't have to come back to prison as well. And so, again, I'm so thankful for the two of you and uh, this effort and uh, pray God's continued blessings on all that may hear. Oh, thank you, Chaplain Heidi Kugler, for telling us about your calling as Chief of Chaplaincy for the Federal Bureau of Prisons. I'm Jan Engmeyer, and thank you for listening to this edition of the Temple Forum. You've been listening to the Temple Forum from First United Methodist Church in Chicago. You can find more conversations like this online at chicagotemple.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please join us again soon.